Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's, NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads. Today, I'm coming at you solo, but we have the return of Giannis Antetokounmpo and PJ Tucker uh, to cover during a successful winning week, albeit spoiled last night uh, by the Grizzlies uh, as a recording on Sunday, April 18th. Um, But we do have... uh, a few winning contests before that to get to uh, against opponents that we surely should be taking care of business against. Uh, I'll start out with uh, the Bucks 30-balling the Magic uh, last uh, Sunday, still without Giannis. Um, however, we were still able to take it home 124-87. to 87. Bucks starters in this one was Drew, Dante, uh, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. Uh, Dante starts it off for us, hitting his first two uh, baskets for the Bucks, including a finger roll finish and a mid-range pull-up. We also saw some Jordan Nawara action uh, early in this one, uh, facing off against a couple other rookies and Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton uh, sharing the court together. Of course, RJ Hampton arriving to the Orlando Orlando Magic by way of the Aaron Gordon trade. Um, we also got some contributions from Bobby Portis off the bench, including a couple threes. Uh, however, Mo Bamba really showed up huge uh, for the Magic, seemingly really the only one to to uh, arrive in a major way for them, uh, finishing off uh, finishing off a dump off for the dunk, which was. Uh, a regular occurrence in this one, including a three from Bamba. Uh, but the Bucks close the first quarter 32 to 19, uh, with Bobby Portis leading the way with eight points, three rebounds to Mobamba's seven points. 
Uh, we get to see more flashes from Cole Anthony, including a reverse layup, layup and a tough shot over Chris on a drive, really flashing that uh, McDonald's All-American and uh, one of the top ranks from, uh, let's see, two years ago now um, that some people were wondering where that had gone. As his stock fell a bit, uh, playing for not the best North Carolina team, but uh, he's he's definitely showing that potential with the Magic, and that's that's about as much as we can look for on this team uh, heading towards the tank this year after all of those trades. Um, Bamba would continue to knock down a couple more threes in the second quarter um, before Drew would go uh, coast to coast on a drive for two uh, and then uh, end up uh, missing a dunk, getting blocked by the rim himself. However, the Bucks already had a 19-point lead, 57-38 at half. Uh, Chris Middleton with 10 points, uh, six rebounds, three assists to Bamba's 13 uh, points. Really an all-around uh, effort in this game, to be sure, for the Bucks, um, including a loose ball um, recovered by the Bucks, ending up with a wide-open Brook Lopez jam. This is a wonderful Brook Lopez week, by the way. Uh, uh, by way of, of course, your biggest Brooke Lopez stand here at uh at Nuck a few buck uh including a, a a Chris Brooke connection on the alley oop uh before Cole Anthony would have another uh, difficult finish over over Chris Middleton um we'd also uh naturally in this contest uh, given the given the margin of victory we'd get to see the nasty jam after a Drew dish and then Drew uh, knocking down a floater over multiple defenders uh, to respond back to to some of Cole Anthony's finishes over the trees in this one. Um, and yeah, really seeing a lot of deja vu, vu throughout this week facing um, facing a lot of opponents that we are expected to to beat to be sure. Um, and then some some similar folks showing up for them as. Someone asked, has to put some points on the board. Mo Bamba knocking down a contested three over Bobby Portis later in the third quarter. After three quarters, Bucks still held on to that uh, now 18-point lead, 85-67. to 67. Uh, Chris Middleton had uh, increased his scoring margin uh, to 16 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and Bamba um, still fill, filling up the box score, 19 points, three rebounds. Um then in the fourth, Bamba and Thanasis would each try to posterize each other, however, to uh, to no avail. Thanasti also would uh, would display a behind the back uh, dribble to a finish in transition to keep to keep the audience interested, um, including some incredible ball ball movement, uh, some incredible ball movement leading to some Milwaukee Bucks threes to increase our margin of victory even more uh, to that aforementioned 30 ball. Um, RJ Hampton, we get to see see a flash from him as well in addition to Cole Anthony with a tough finish over Jordan Nawara. Uh, but then we'd get uh, we get a, a Nawara contested three and a Merrill three on consecutive offensive possessions for uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Naturally, later on, uh, Madi Diakite and Rudian's Kuruk's action, and at that point, the Bucks were already running away with it as they had shown throughout throughout the game. But once it, once it does get to that thirty point thirty point lead, then that's normally when I tend to move on from the game myself and find something a little more productive uh, to do after seeing seeing contributions uh, from our bench, like like we uh, like to see there fr- from the young guys. Uh, as the Bucks will still look to improve on the margins and get some cr- contributors as some guys do uh, fall off as the years uh, go on with the core we have, obviously locked in with what we have, even more after the Drew Holiday extension. Still happy with this core, but we're going to need guys uh, like Noir and Merrill uh, to, to step up and, uh, you know, pro- prove their draft slot wrong and that they were they were at least worth uh, where they were picked, if not more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 100, 124 to 87 victory, not too much to be taken away from that. <laughs> um, however, we do have a, a similar similar contest uh, to cover in this one, and that is the near 30 ball, but not quite, so I stuck around for this whole game. That was... Uh, the Bucks against the Timberwolves. Uh, this game was, I believe, originally supposed to be uh, a seven or eight o'clock game. However, of course, uh, due to the the murder of Dante Wright, uh, the the Nets Wolves game uh, originally postponed uh, from two two days before this one was then moved to um, the afternoon game. Uh, a day before, and then the Wolves then uh, hosted the Bucks the following uh, day during the afternoon at 3.30 in Minnesota. Um, you know, naturally, in situations like this, there is probably a curfew instated, and that's the reasoning for uh, the 3.30 tip. Um, since heard, obviously, this isn't my wheelhouse to be reporting information like this, but... Uh, I believe the uh, woman who murdered Dante Wright, uh, Kim Potter, has since been charged uh, with first-degree manslaughter and will be facing um, facing uh, around 10 years in prison. So glad to see some semblance of, of justice there. Maybe not what, what Dante's family and uh, others more closely impacted might be looking for, but like... I'm happy to see something being done here uh, as opposed to uh, the murder of George Floyd, which just coming out today, the most breaking of news that I have for you is that the NBA uh, reached out to all teams to uh, basically just to stay flexible as uh, the result of the trial for uh, George Floyd's murderer. I'm only avoiding saying his name because I don't know if I if I can pronounce his last name correctly, and I don't have it up, gotten out of my wheelhouse. But um, might be seeing seeing some more postponements or some earlier games, as there will likely be uh, some sort of civil unrest, um, and maybe that that points to unfortunately some disappointment in the result of this trial for George Floyd's murder, but. I probably shouldn't pander at uh, that anymore before I have any news for you. Um, But as we get back to the basketball here, um, 
Buck starters versus the Timberwolves uh, during this uh, afternoon game included uh, Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis returning to the starting lineup, still in Giannis's absence here, and then Brooke Lopez. Uh, Drew knocks down his first first two shots in this one, but then uh, Chris, Brooke, and Portis started out 2 of 10 combined. So a, a brief slow start for the Bucks, but then they went on a 9-0 run from the from the 7 to the 4-minute mark in the first quarter. Um, however, the Wolves would respond back respond with back-to-back threes and a uh, Mike Budenholzer timeout to keep it close in the first. Um, Bucks still held on to a narrow narrow lead after the first quarter, 24-19. to 19. Chris Middleton, uh, 6.3 rebounds to assists to uh, Anthony Edwards' uh, six points off two threes. And then uh, early in the first quarter, uh, Josh Koji would hit a three in uh, Chris Middleton's um, grill after Chris tries to recover following going under a pick. We get another early uh, bud timeout here. A bit dissatisfied with with some of the Bucks' execution in this one facing an op- opponent that they should be taking care of uh, in the Minnesota Timberwolves. I believe as it stands, they hold the worst record in the NBA. That's, of course, probably what they want as... Uh, what they want in order to uh, hold on to their draft slot. Um, of course, less likely than uh, other years with the with the flattening of the lottery odds, but if the Minnesota Timberwolves um, earn a top three pick in this year's draft, then they won't have to uh, give that to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, as a result of the D'Angelo Russell-Andrew Wiggins trade, uh, at least a year ago at this point. Um, but yeah, I noticed that, um, you know, we all know, we all know the Bucks obviously play the drop coverage and that, that, um, that leads to normally, um, opponents really giving it, giving it to us if, if they, if they can excel in that mid range and they have guys who can knock down floaters, but, uh, even with all that being said, Brooke was especially laying off of Jared Vanderbilt and Nas Reed, which was a bit of a shocker to me, giving them giving them some some of the Zion Williams treatment. I know Nas Reed can definitely knock down an open three at the at the center spot, uh, but Jared Vanderbilt playing nominally almost at the center, which is impressive given his size and and I think he gets Bobby Portis uh, later in this one on a poster attempt. Um, but yeah, good on him for being able to to defend up for his size. I thought he was more definitively as as a as a forward a a three or a four. Um, but yeah, he also did not Vanderbilt also not looking to make Brook Lopez pay, giving him all that space, and also not not converting at the free throw line either. So that's more understandable. I didn't get the Nas Reed portion of it, but. But I don't think he, he was really looking to kill us from the three-point arc either in this one, uh, per se. Moving on to the second quarter, we get back-to-back uh, tough uh, Drew Holiday buckets. And uh, at around the four-minute mark in the second, um, uh, in just the third quarter alone, the Bucks knocked down four of their eight three-point attempts, but then the Wolves had knocked down five of their eight three-point attempts. Uh, as 
um, as you know, the 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 wolves tried to tried to stick with it um, a bit. Even D'Angelo Russell was knocking down, uh, knocked down a hook shot over over a couple Bucks defenders. But by the, by halftime, Bucks already held a sixty one to forty four lead. Chris Middleton with uh, fourteen six and six to Josh Okoji's uh, eleven points, two rebounds, and then. As I mentioned earlier, this was a fantastic week for Brooke Lopez stands like myself. He had 12 points in in the early goings of the third quarter alone. And then we'd also see Chris Middleton and uh, Anthony Edwards heating up for their respective squads. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, how well Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards has been, especially post-All-Star break. He's averaging over over 20 points a game after after the all-star break and even before then I think he was averaging um either on the season or, or before the all-star break he was averaging uh, a very impressive especially for a rookie 18 points per game so he's proving the doubt is wrong as a lot of people had questions uh, with him uh you know with a lot of with a lot of top picks with exceptional physical tools if there are doubts a lot of it um I guess I can't say that this is uh, that this isn't a regular, but um, we've heard it before with uh, questions about guys' commitment to the game. Um, Anthony Edwards, of course, starting a little late, focusing on football more in his career, and you can see it see it as he can barrel barrel to the basket with ease. But uh, I was really shocked with his with his fluidity driving to the basket. Um, other than his his exceptional size, also another knock on him was that is that his shot selection at Georgia was just uh, appalling. But he's, you know, he's seems to be following the coach's game plan and and taking a lot more of his shots at the rim or behind the three point arc. And obviously, being on a better team than than last year's uh, Georgia Bulldogs, he's getting a lot more spot up opportunities and and open three. So that that'll uh, that'll help his percentages and scoring totals as well. So you know, good to see good to see a guy, especially in last year's unremarkable draft, um, and being at the top of it. Good to see him uh, performing. Um, and yeah, maybe. Maybe the maybe the Wolves' luck will turn around this year if they get if they get a top three pick. But of course, there is there is a even more room for error there with the flat lottery odds. So, um, as a team, I guess in the other conference and still near Wisconsin, I like I like to think that think that it doesn't hurt to be uh, friendlier to them than to other teams. So maybe they'll turn it around. But otherwise, uh, carrying on in the third quarter here, Drew Holiday. Uh, would would knock back knock down a really tough uh, behind the back step back mid ranger over Ed Davis, but then Ed Davis would respond with a hook shot over uh, Brooke Lopez. I have to admit, I kind of forgot that Ed, Ed Davis was still uh, kicking around here, um, but of course makes sense given given the Wolves standing this year and him being a veteran player. They probably like to showcase a lot more of a of a of a Jada McDaniel's who seems to be. Um, perfect partner next to Carl Anthony Towns, although um, you might might have noticed I don't have any notes on Carl Anthony Towns in this one as as he was out in this one, Nas Reed getting the start. Um, and then the Bucks would uh, go on a 10-2 run as well uh, late late in the third quarter from the four to the two-minute mark remaining in the third. 
And the broadcast uh, noted there, definitely not the first time I've heard it, but I think the first time I'm noting it on this podcast um, uh, for for those who like to indulge themselves in, uh, I mean, this isn't a cherry pick stat, but kind of a random stat. Um, nevertheless, favor, favors of the Milwaukee Bucks, specifically Bryn Forbes uh, being the leader um, amongst the entire league in points per touch. However, not shocking given the fact that that he's that he's a bench scorer for us, not getting the most touches uh, nearly out of out of anybody in the league. But um, certainly for for Bucks fans, as we watch uh, Bryn, especially paired uh, paired with Giannis uh, this week, uh, not to spoil, but he will be entering the starting lineup for our following two games of the week. Um, always feels like he's he's going to knock him down. Uh, once he's fed an open three with with uh, with the opposition focused more uh, on our other big big three guys. Um, later in the third, also is was when uh, uh, Ed Davis had um, uh, denied a Bobby Portis poster attempt um, that I had mentioned earlier. Maybe I had it confused. Uh, actually, I think I said that. Uh, Jarrett Vanderbilt had denied Bobby on this, but no, it was actually Ed Davis who had blocked uh, Bobby as he was trying to slam it home on Davis. But Bobby would redeem himself with uh, with with getting a put back on an, on a on another uh, offensive possession uh, soon after. At the third quarter, or after the third quarter, already the Bucks with a 106 um, 79 lead. Uh, Chris Middleton finishing the third, but also. Also, the game at large as he didn't appear at all in the fourth quarter with 27 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Anthony Edwards entered the um, entered the thir- entered the third quarter with 22 points and three assists. I think maybe came in and knocked down uh, knocked down another shot, but he didn't get a lot of time uh, either in garbage time. Bobby Portis was also also continued to. Uh, to to redeem himself from that block and uh, and fill with a box score for the Bucks, hitting a three and and a and another putback uh, after a missed uh, free throw attempt. And then in the fourth, it seemed like the Bucks continued um, to experience luck, recovering every single loose ball. It seemed after um, after there was a long scoring drought for both sides. Um, in the fourth quarter, Bucks holding the lead. I particularly remember this because I was watch, watching the watching the score for a bit, seeing if this was another another uh, game that was lost after a thirty ball. If, if there would be reason for me to for me to turn this off and uh, no <laughs> focus focus on anything else that might be more more productive for myself than watching a watching a beat down um, in the NBA, but. Regardless, the Bucks would of course finish this one 132-105. Bucks knocked down 19 threes and uh and held the lead um in fast break points as well. Naturally 18 to 18 to 7. That brings us halfway through this past week's Bucks action and I'd like to take a break to share some words from a regular sponsor Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier 
athletes. This may help you if you're similar to me. Uh, super obsessive about one sport, in my case, the NBA, but definitely a lot more casual uh, in others uh, like the NFL. I think uh, even even though I um, may not tune into every single Sunday night game during the winter, um, you know, I, I still am, am interested in and the big storylines uh, going on in the league, especially with the Packers and uh, I'm kind of that annoying guy who continues to ask questions to, fr- to friends throughout the entire game. But um, through that, I feel like I can still take advantage of this, choosing uh, having to choose only five out of ten player prop options to build a lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is naturally. You want to rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Uh, Thrive has awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and uh, including having $50,000 guaranteed for one late NFL week alone and thousands more since the return of the NBA season. Um, You will want to use promo code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S, when you sign up today and you receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. You may download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you can visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, and then the the uh, next two games late in the week here. Uh, of course, uh, we face the Hawks in the last game of the long uh, road stand, and that would be Giannis's long-awaited. Uh, return the Bucks would end up taking care of business again in this one 120 to uh, 109 um, and then and then although Giannis finally returned I should definitely know this offhand but uh, I I can only say that a guesstimate is that Giannis ended up missing uh, shoot like maybe I would say around six games in total I know it gets it gets a little gets a little sketchy because he did um, he did miss some games and then he returned to drop 47 against the Blazers of course uh, a week or two ago and then missed uh, missed a number more since then so I could definitely see it being more than six but um, yeah although Giannis finally returned unfortunately we didn't see Dante for for the rest of the week um, from the sounds of it still doesn't doesn't uh, seem too serious there um although i could see fans getting a little more skeptical with that given given how much caution we gave uh Giannis. but it's Giannis; he's our mvp and we'll need him when the playoffs start up soon so it's only natural to take it easy here although i'm sure bucks fans will want to uh will will want to find some way to make it into one of the uh top two seeds uh albeit a tall order to start the Hawks game here, Brooke and Pat uh, each had each had uh, two threes early in the first quarter, um, and then Brooke, as I mentioned, incredible week for Brooke Lopez stands uh, ended the first with eight points and five rebounds to lead the way for the Bucks. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, a familiar name for Bucks fans, was uh, led the way for the Hawks after the first quarter. 
Um, although the Bucks held on to a narrow lead, 33-29 to 29 after the first quarter. <laughs> um, possibly the most beautiful sight for Bucks fans here. Um, in Giannis' return, we get to see a Giannis 3 followed by a Brooke Lopez slam off the drib- dribble. A uh, little uncharacteristic for, for both of them, uh, but something that always gets Bucks fans out of their seats. Um, in the Still early in the second quarter, Giannis and Chris would miss a couple uh, bunnies, um, although uh, Chris would respond by hitting a three to pass Michael Red for second in Bucks three-point, uh, in total Bucks three-pointers of all time. So shout out Chris, and, and of course shout out to Michael Red for being a Bucks legend himself, both wearing number 22 and Chris passing uh, the... Uh, first number 22 for second in Bucks all-time scoring. Um, also, not to jump ahead, but another a another Bucks record to watch for is uh, Giannis trying to jump to number two himself. Although on the Bucks all-time leaders in scoring, uh, entering last game, uh, he was exactly 100 points away from passing uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson for second in Bucks scoring, and. Uh, Again, spoiling, but he did have uh, 28 points in in last night's contests and the loss against the Grizzlies. So as uh, Jim Patchke said, um, he is looking like he is on track to to uh, to pass uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson uh, within the next uh, after the next few games here. So another Bucks record we'll be looking out for. But uh, Brooke Lopez and Bryn Forbes is always. Um, with the clip knocking down threes um, as they do. Um, but then Chris, or pardon me, Brooke would also force a turnover on Trey Young. Trey Young had a really tough game, and this one, of course, guarded by Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday, uh, again, showing showing his case for wanting to return to the all-defensive teams uh, this season. Um, Should have really had... Had Trey Young splits here, but he was certainly well below uh, average, well below average all across the box score here, and was uh, at a conservative guess, uh, well below forty percent from the field, and that's that's uh, more than we could ask for from Drew Holiday on the defensive end. And um, speaking of of another <laughs> another note of a. Uh, you know some uncharacteristic occurrences for Bucks players. Uh, Jeff Teague got up for a jam um, in traffic against against his uh, former team uh, of his and Mike Boonholzer, where he was a one-time All Star, uh, like Drew Holiday. So I'm sure he, he particularly enjoyed got, getting to flex flex on the Hawks late in the first quarter. Bucks would, pardon me, late in the first half. Bucks would finish the first half. Uh, with a 64 to 52 lead, uh, a little more comfortable than the first quarter there. Brooke Lopez still leading the way, 13 points, uh, seven rebounds, and Bogdanovich doing the same, leading his squad with 15 points, uh, three three rebounds, three assists. However, the Hawks would scare Bucks fans a little bit, starting off the third on an eight eight to zero run, leading to a Mike Boonholzer quick timeout, uh, but then. Chris again, like I mentioned, this was really really a week of with uh, 
plenty of themes and plenty of deja vu. Uh, Chris would be going at the uh, this time instead of the Wolves, the Hawks' leading score of the night here in Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, in the third, Chris with a uh, with an ISO mid ranger uh, jumper over Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich would, re- would respond with a three, but then Chris would come right back on the other end with the with the deep two. Um, and later, Pat would get whistled for a BS foul call um, that he had committed on Trey Young. Man, and I know um, I, I hate to complain about refs and foul calls and whatnot or um, players hunting for foul calls, but Trey Young, I feel like I don't think I don't think it's a hot take or anything. I think it's a pretty popular opinion, but he's. He's definitely one of one of the most egregious foul hunters that that I've seen in all of watching basketball. I know James Harden gets gets a lot of a lot of bad press for it, but I think I think the way Trey Young does it is is even more appalling, honestly. Um, and just his incredibly unnatural <laughs> shooting mo- shooting motion to to uh, to you know uh, draw draw a foul call, uh, and also just. I definitely saw on at least one or two occurrences where where Trey Young, Trey Young seemingly wasn't even going going for a shot him shot himself, but just knowing that, but just knew that he get a chance for a couple free throws. So, yeah, basically just was a little irritated with Trey Young's uh, Trey Young's office uh, offense and antics in this one. So um, that adds just another uh, cherry on top for. Uh, Drew really uh, taking care of business against him, but Pat would respond to that foul call with three of his own, and Portis would also um, strip Trey Young on a drive. So uh, maybe 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 we won't harp on that one quite as much. But uh, Nathan Knight, who many of you may not be aware of, and really I wasn't too familiar with in this one, I I could really only say that I had recognized the name from a box score before, but. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I had to I had to look up who who that was when I first saw him on the court there. He he would also uh, rip the ball away from Jeff Teague, uh, then to first to force a tono turnover there against the Bucks. Um, however, what really stood out after the third quarter, I believe the broadcast shared this: the the Bucks had 18 points off turnovers to only two for the Hawks. Um, Quite quite a wide uh, margin there. Um, even even though the Bucks still had half the turnovers that the Hawks did, uh, eighteen to two, really shocking there. Huge disparity and definitely contributed to the Bucks win. Uh, after three quarters, uh, Bucks only had four to the Hawks nine uh, turnovers. Those two those two numbers not quite jumping out as much, but yeah, eighteen to two. Uh, definitely playing in the Bucks favor after the third quarter. Uh, Bucks led. 94 to 82 uh broke lopez still leading the way for the bucks with 17 points not nine rebounds to bogdanovich's uh, impressive 23 5 and 5 i think i might have said it on the last episode but um you know in in all this tracking that i do throughout the game with my game notes it seemed exceptionally rare that that brook had had led the way in Bucks sport in Bucks scoring uh, just at halftime, um, but kind of funny that here uh, the following week he he uh, he'd be leading the way for the Bucks uh, 
even after three quarters here with 17 and nine. Uh, something that I don't know if Bucks fans can expect, but something that obviously I'm quite happy with. In the fourth quarter here, again, uh, another theme here, uh, Bobby Portis packing a punch off the bench and uh, responding with a three-pointer early in the fourth early in the fourth quarter uh, after uh, Clint, Clint Capella posts him up much bigger body body than Portis, but uh, Portis has a lot more in his bag to, to fight back. And then Drew Holiday would spin around a Hawks, Hawks defender uh, leading to a slam in traffic for him. Um, of course, with this being Giannis's game back, um, he, he was, he was a little more quiet and I was kind of asking myself as the game was still relatively close, um, why Giannis wasn't coming back in, but um, pretty easy to infer that um, that the reason he didn't come back in was because of a minutes restriction in his first game back. Um, so yeah, naturally he he didn't he didn't close the game, but the Bucks cl- ended up closing with uh, Jeff Teague, uh, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez, and the Bucks would win one twenty to one oh nine. Drew finished with uh, 23 points, four rebounds, seven assists. Bogdanovich with uh, 28 points, six rebounds, and seven assists for him. And uh, another huge disparity here uh, in some of the final game numbers were uh, were uh, the bench points for the Bucks. Uh, they led 44 to 16. Um, and like I said before, Bobby Portis was. Was was a huge part of that for the Bucks, but certainly more contributors like uh, like Jeff Teague, uh, helping the Bucks get their at least their third straight win uh, in this week alone. And uh, yeah, Hawks really having having a peculiar year. Obviously, they started out really slow, were really affected by COVID and other injuries. Controversial, controversially. Fired Lloyd Pierce. Looked like they were they were spiral, spiraling. Normally, it doesn't bode well for a team if, if they have to fire their coach midway through the year. But uh, upon uh, uh, Nate McMillan filling in for Lloyd Pierce in the interim for this year, Hawks, of course, have been on a huge run. So, um, you know, Bucks being so high up in the standings and having championship aspirations, we expect to win games like this. But it's um, you know, no no game is is a guaranteed victory here, um, but compared to the prior two wins, uh, this one, as the you know as the final score w- would indicate, definitely less of a given. Um, you know that we would win this compared to uh, you know the Magic and the Wolves. And now, the final game of the week, and the spoiler of a. Still a, a successful winning week for the Milwaukee Bucks here. Um, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and in particular Grayson Allen, would be playing spoiler for the Bucks in this one as they return to Pfizer Forum, losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grayson Allen, career high, seven three pointers, and the Bucks would lose 115 to 128 uh, back at home here. Uh, the Bucks would have the same starters as before. Uh, that being uh, Drew, Bryn, Chris, Giannis, and Brooke, no Dante again, but we'll continue to monitor and don't really have too much cause for concern. But uh, don't be too surprised if, if the Bucks try and play it uh, cautious like they did with Giannis, although, um, you know, 
probably probably slightly you know probably a little less uh risk averse with uh with uh, Dante DiVincenzo than they would be with Giannis. Grizzlies defense really surprised me in this one. Uh, the broadcast shared that, um, you know, although the Bucks are are in the sixth spot, not surprising them being so high after being a historic defense for so many years. Though they're switching up now, the Bucks still uh, ranked sixth in defense, but the Grizzlies, young Grizzlies team, were just a couple spots behind us at uh, eighth and. I was I was particularly shocked at that. I mean, young teams typically aren't as good on defense. That's uh, pretty easy to understand, um, but definitely made sense watching this one. The Grizzlies' pesky defense was bothering bothering the Bucks already early in the first quarter after the Bucks had seven unanswered points, and I'd mentioned complaining about foul calls earlier and how I don't like to do it and much as I love Brooke Lopez one thing that I've that I've said can bug me at times with him is how much he complains about the refs uh, being an interior presence a lot of times when he's whistled it's uh, completely justified and you know that that doesn't mean he's not one of the best rim deterrents in the league but um, I thought both of Brooke's early foul calls and this one on Jonas Valanciunas were pretty were pretty soft to say the least um I remember the second uh, of Brooks' two foul calls, especially it didn't didn't really look like Jonas had touched him at all, and was just more so selling the call after attempting to to hook Brook, Brooks' arm, but Brook had clearly pulled it away in time after review. But no cause, obviously, for a challenger or a review this early in the game, and Brook would continue to have a big one too here. So um, that was not the reason for the Bucks' loss in this one. Um, in addition to the Grizzlies' pesky defense, um, another uh, another huge point that I noticed was Ja. Um, he knocked down his first first three, and and it was contested, and that that definitely was not a good sign for the Milwaukee Bucks. Who um, biggest re- revelation last time we played them was uh, was um, you know how much we played the dribble for Ja Morant, even though that. That's uh, that's certainly understandable as he can be a dangerous finisher in the paint. Um, I I thought he was he was a bit more of a threat from the three point line naturally uh, as a point guard. I think if if defense can if a defense can sag off of your point guard as far as far off as they do with Zion Williamson, um, I thought it'd be a bigger storyline. But um, broadcast was saying that that after starting like set like 27% from three John Morant has bounced back a little bit and showed starting off two of three in the first quarter. Um, but then uh, Chris would hit a three himself and Portis would also strip John Morant. Um, so yeah, after the first quarter, uh, both sides, the Bucks and Grizzlies would shoot five of 14 uh, from the field. Grizzlies uh, had just a four point lead, uh, 31 to 35 Grizzlies and uh, Giannis and Jonas would have uh, uh, nine points respectively. So early on, at least it shows that, that the Bucks can't particularly uh, uh, blame three point shooting luck for a loss as, as, uh, as Bucks fans uh, like to do. Um, simply, I honestly think the Grizzlies just kind of outplayed us in this one with their scrappy defenders as uh, Conch, uh, John Conchar uh, got a steal 
from Bryn Forbes and then uh, Xavier Tillman uh, dunked all over Bobby Portis as Portis went for another steal in transition uh, unsuccessfully and then we'd see Mike Boonholzer timeout. Uh, Giannis would catch an alley-oop from uh, Chris Middleton out of the pick and roll and at least a silver lining from this one is, is Giannis looks to be uh, back to his normal self showing flashes like this and uh, you know showing up late in in a far too late comeback attempt as well. Um, another thing I want to note uh, early in this one from the second quarter was that uh, Tyus Jones um, really was wreaking havoc for the Bucks off the bench, something I didn't quite expect as the first first play of the game with him. Uh, I believe he got switched on to Giannis and Giannis got one of the easiest layup attempts Um I've, I've ever seen naturally on Tyus Jones. I mean, that's no, um, can't really blame Tyus for, for, uh, for not doing well against that, uh, mismatch, but Tyus would also, uh, would also, uh, not long after get a steal for himself and knock down a, a deep three against the Bucks. So Tyus was doing his job, unfortunately, against the Bucks. Um, and, Another thing that stood out from the second quarter to me, and it's kind of funny because I looked at the stats and it sort of proved me wrong, but there was a ton of Jeff Teague action, a little more uh, than I'd be comfortable with, even given how much um, Teague has impressed early on. You know, Bucks fans weren't too high on the signing or not even not even so much against Jeff Teague, but they were at least a little hesitant given uh we know Bud tends to have an affinity for for his guys like Ursan Ilyasova, and this this particularly remind reminded me of it where it wasn't that Jeff Teague was playing particularly bad, but we just obviously had a lot better options on the bench for an extended period of time, and you know with the game still in reach, but not uh, but the Bucks not necessarily controlling their own destiny still down. Um, Drew Holiday was on the bench for for quite a bit of time in the second quarter when it was still close, but he finally returned and, and drilled uh, two threes. Uh, one was uh, one of the biggest plays of the game for the Bucks, where he stole um, or he intercepted Drew's uh, pass in the backcourt. After uh, the first half, the uh, Grizzlies still led 59-69. to 69. Giannis with 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and Dylan Brooks with a huge game as well. As we'll outline later, 13, 3, and 3. Uh, early in the second quarter, or pardon me, early in the third quarter and the second half, Giannis would uh, drive uh, unscathed uh, to the cup for an easy jam, <laughs> similar to like I had said with uh, with uh, with uh, Tyus Jones there, um, although more understandably. Uh, another another uh, instance where... Giannis got one of the easiest looks uh, of his life, uh, but this time driving past multiple defenders. So good on Giannis, uh, and and good on the Bucks for playing cautious with him and bringing him back when he looks uh, completely healthy in this one, uh, despite the outcome. Giannis would then uh, soon after drive to the cup, but this time give it up, give it up to Brooke Lopez, uh, although. Uh, Jonas would actually intercept that pass attempt to Brooke before Giannis would, would rip it away from Jonas. 
after his turnover and then slam it home. Another theme was we got to see uh, Drew Holiday spinning through traffic uh, for for another finish past multiple Grizzlies defenders. That led to a Taylor Jenkins timeout. And uh, Bucks had also moved to uh, zone defense in the second half. That was slowing the Grizzlies down for a bit, um, keeping the Grizzlies in range, but... um, but yeah, that that wouldn't really prove to be uh, successful for long, um, especially once we get to the fourth quarter. Of course, uh, was was really really an instance that we had that we had spoke about where teams can definitely take advantage of the Bucks uh, if they have guys who can knock down floaters. Um, but still, we'll we'll live with that. Regardless, still not a high percentage shot, and and I think if you watch this game, you'll notice that some of the guys who did. Who, who did perform well in that mid-range area are guys that, that we'd normally uh, bet against doing so. Um, and then after, pardon me, then after Taylor Taylor uh, Jenkins' timeout, getting back to the action, uh, Pat Connaughton would, would knock down a three from Giannis uh, before Desmond Bain, um, someone whom listeners might remember, I was really high on in the draft um, before the Drew Holiday trade if we had kept that draft pick. Uh, for us, stormed down the court um, for a finish right at the buzzer for the Grizzlies. Uh, I thought he was super impressive in this one. And uh, my, I think I think the biggest thing I forgot in in my uh, in my time reviewing, you know, reviewing some scouting reports about Desmond Bain is that he is really built like a tank. Uh, my gosh, you know, and I can definitely see the comparisons with with. Uh, with with uh, Malcolm Brogdon too there in just size and stature and uh, being able to get to the cup and shoot threes. But nevertheless, uh, after three quarters heading into the fourth, Giannis Antetokounmpo already had uh, 22 points, 11 rebounds, six uh, assists, but Dylan Brooks, his arch nemesis in this one, had 19 points, five rebounds, four assists. Kyle Anderson would knock down a running hook for two um, and then Grayson Allen would pick Giannis's pocket before another bud timeout early in the fourth. Brooke and Chris would each hit threes on consecutive offensive possessions um, to uh, to slow uh, the Grizzlies' lead. However, um, however, the Bucks also weren't really getting uh, stops in critical moments, despite having these two guys on the court as the Grizzlies just, just kept on uh, getting to the cup and... Uh, rinse repeat uh having their way in the paint which was really uncharacteristic some of those were were floaters in the paint obviously which which is something that we'll live with more but other times they did also get some fairly open layups too which was disappointing given that we did have brooke and chris in there for the majority of the fourth quarter there was uh another instance here like the game before where i was wondering if Giannis would ever return couldn't be disappointed uh, had he not, um, given that the given that as uh, as time was trickling down there, um, still the odds did not look good for the Bucks, and uh, he's clearly on somewhat of a minute restriction. But Giannis would return. However, uh, Pat Connaughton would would replace Chris Middleton, and then the Nasus would also come in late. 
And, you know, I mean, one of the biggest stories of this season, obviously, has been Thanasis Kumpo really showing that he can be, um, showing that he can be uh, a contributor in, in our rotation um, in a major way. But um, I, I still, I, it was seemed a little odd to bring him in as late as we did if we were truly trying to trying to mount a comeback here, bringing Giannis back in, I think we would have been a little better suited uh, giving him rotation minutes in the second or the third, kind of in the middle of the game when we're giving our guys more rest and, and we just need a bit of a spark there. Um, but if we're being honest, the, the game the game was already pretty much lost and and the Grizzlies just, just simply uh, took it away from us or rather just really outperformed us from the get-go even though the Bucks were competitive for, for most of it. Um, and, of course, um, Grayson Allen would hit uh, his career-high 7-3 late in the fourth quarter um, for Giannis would continue to fight back, showing that he is his old self or at least close enough to it, um, driving through the lane for the slam. Um, fortunately, however, Dylan Brooks would get his second, that's right, second tip dunk over Giannis in the same uh, game. Um, you know, Brook, Brooks is a guy who, who although he can be irritating to watch uh, play against your team, you got to have a lot of respect for him. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, maybe maybe I'm a little biased because he did. He was probably my unlikely contributor of the year last year on my fantasy team as there is. For anyone who participates every year, it seems like, but um, really young guy, averaging close to close to twenty points in uh, at least these past two seasons, and uh, got a respected guy overperforming their draft stock, of course. Um, and you know, ha- having having the energy and spunk that he does show, uh, flex- flexing on the bunk on the bucks, and also uh, giving giving what might have been a bit of a mean mug too after after his first of two tip dunks on Giannis. So really all we can do is laugh about it with this coming so late in the game. And, uh, you know, knowing that we did have a successful winning week here. Um, but yeah, once that tip dunk came in, obviously there was no Bucks fans knew that, that this just wasn't our night if they didn't already know. Um, and then we'd also get, if you needed any more of an indicator, uh, some, um, Simultaneous uh, Jordan Wara, Sam Merrill, Madi Diakite, and Rodion's Kuruks action uh, to close it. 115-128 loss to the Grizzlies. Uh, Giannis with uh, with 28 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists in just 29 minutes, getting back to his um, getting back to his normal self. However, Grayson Allen, of course, with 26 points, 4 rebounds, and that career high uh, 7 threes. So yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of basketball to break down there. Obviously, full slate of games, um, four games to cover in this one. And although the Grizzlies did kind of kind of spoil it there at the end, uh, giving us the business at home team that that uh, that we know we should beat uh, in a vacuum, um, beating us now for the second time in a row. Uh, at home, although we we beat them just before the All Star break, if you guys uh, maybe have forgotten it, uh, 
at their own forum, the FedEx forum, I believe. It's uh, it's called their home stadium. Um, still a three and one week for the Bucks as I look forward to to the game action heading into the week. Um, expect to beat all these opponents, but you know it's hard to it's also hard to expect a four and zero week for a team, even if we do have championship aspirations. Um, and of course, being away for for three of those four games, just returning to Milwaukee uh, late in this one. Looking ahead to the games that we will cover in, in next week's episode um, will be far more important here as we, we ramp up to bigger and bigger competition. Uh, Grizzlies last night and then uh, uh, tomorrow as of recording on Sunday, Monday we will be playing the Suns and then we will have uh, not in back-to-back nights, but we'll have uh We'll have two contests in a row against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, shoot, it escapes me, but I have a hunch that both of those games might be in Philadelphia too. So, I mean, here's to hopefully uh, another week with only one loss. Um, but, you know, re- really more than, you know, more than the average game, I think these, these two games against uh, top seeds in their conference are our uh our game games that we can be happy with any with uh with any kind of win as ugly as 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 it'll end up being against the Suns and the Sixers there. Sixers it's especially important of course as we fight to hopefully get a top 2 seed. That's you know we're we're kind of running out of games here to to narrow that gap a bit. But if we can somehow in a perfect perfect Bucks fans world get to get to a top two seed then in in a road to to an nba championship um it'll be far easier if we only have to play one of the brooklyn nets or the 76ers um and if we end up in that third seed um if we can even get to it let's be honest uh we'll we'll uh very likely have to go through both brooklyn and the 76ers if we stick in this third spot and uh of course, it's uh, the lower we fall, the more likely it is that we'll end up facing uh, a tough first round opponent too. And the Celtics, Heat, whatever. I guess those are those are really the two <laughs> the the two teams besides uh, you know besides the Sixers and the Nets in this playoff picture that that I would not be uh, particularly happy about facing uh, in the first round here, but. You know, we'll we'll get into more of the uh, more of the seating and uh, playoff outlook in next week's episode after we uh, face the Suns and then the 76ers twice, and we'll have a lot more. Uh, we'll have a lot more to go off as far um, as far as seating goes and what the implications for the playoffs are. But until then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.